Hi, it's Tanya and Christina with a bonus episode blast from the past. We are pulling some of our best content from the Florida Travel Pod Vault. Stay tuned to see what we have in store for you. You won't want to miss our rebroadcast of this top episode. Take two. Welcome to the Florida Travel Podcast, episode 34 about haunted North Florida. The Florida Travel Podcast is a podcast to help Florida residents and visitors get the most out of the Sunshine State. I'm Tanya. And I'm Christina. And today's episode is sponsored by Florida native and award-winning author Rebecca Lynn. With two series set in our home state, you can indulge in historical fiction based on the early space program or heartwarming stories through bustling Orlando. The characters are like friends you haven't met yet, but once you do, you won't want to let them go. You can find Rebecca's books online at all major retailers and connect with her through her website, RebeccaLynnBooks.com. This week, we are going to talk about a new series that we're doing about haunted locations in Florida. And today, we're going to talk about Ooh. North Florida. <laughs> it's like getting to that time. I mean, it's almost it's almost October. Yes. So we're going to be October soon, and then we'll be in Halloween. So now you'll be all prepared with haunted locations you can go to when you're approaching Halloween. Good timing. But before we talk about that, Tanya. Yes, ma'am. You went on a trip this summer. I did go on a trip this summer. And our tip this week applies to you in a pretty massive way. What happened to you this summer that is causing you to give us this amazing tip? Well, first of all, we've talked about having travel insurance before, and we've talked about whether or not you want travel insurance even on a road trip. And I've used travel insurance thanks to some hurricanes before and have gotten rerouted. Um, but this year we had to use travel insurance in a more major way. Uh, we had an accident where my husband ended up in the hospital while we were traveling. All's good. It's definitely many weeks past. We're all good. We're all on the mend. Everything's okay. But the travel insurance, the reason why I wanted to bring this up is that they really helped us get home because we were traveling they cover certain things like extra hotel stays, food, whatever. Um, but what they did for us that got us home was they got my husband on a plane to go home. We typically drive. We typically road trip. You hear about my road trips all the time. Uh, however, he needed to get home faster and safer in a plane than by, you know, a couple of days in a car where he would yeah, be uncomfortable. <laughs> they, not only, um, they not only got us the plane tickets, they arranged for the plane tickets. They bought the plane ticket. I mean, everything. Just all I had to do was make a few phone calls, talk to them. And they got my husband and my son home because my husband uh, wasn't going to be able to drive either. So they got the two of them home while my daughter and I drove home. So again, I'm going to be a strong component for that travel insurance. You don't have to buy it when you buy your plane tickets. You don't have to buy it when you buy your cruise package. Those places offer it. You can get it on your own. And I have a recommendation to go to floridatravelpod.com slash insurance. And that's and who you have? That is, I don't have Florida Travel Pod no. insurance, but <laughs> I use, so there's a link there that actually gets you to several other in companies. You go to, it's Artie 
A-A-R-D-Y, like an aardvark. And they list out all those different travel insurances for you. And you can pick and choose which one you want. And so if you go to floridatravelpod.com slash insurance, it'll get you to the right place. And you got more out of that than you even thought you were going to get. Totally. Totally. I bought it because we've had to use it for hurricanes before. And man, what timing. (laughs) Yeah, it was. I will never, ever travel without travel insurance ever again. But you know what? It's, um, I'm getting a question as to how much it costs. It depends on how long you are, how many people you're covering, uh, for our particular trip for four people for four weeks, um, and driving. And you also put in what all of your expenses are. It cost us $118. Dang. So that would have cost more just for the plane ticket. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and it just, it, the, ha- the fact that they got it all taken care of for us was took a lot of stress. Worth of it. Yeah. Worth it. Worth it. Worth it. But you know what I believe travel insurance doesn't cover? Um, it doesn't cover no i don't know a sunburn oh jeez <laughs> so don't forget your sunscreen exactly but if you need to buy sunscreen while you're on the road <laughs> <laughs> if you do forget your sunscreen so christina you wanted to do this series of all of these haunted locations throughout florida now yeah i mean uh, last I'm year i'm kind of surprised though because i hate the dark and i don't like to be scared yeah i i've <laughs> okay, heard but- your horror stories about going through like halloween horror nights oh that and- is absolutely the most i've been traumatized by halloween horror nights but yet you want to go visit all of these places okay they are super cool and most of them have something to do with history so if you can entice me in with a little bit of history i might be more interested okay okay so i know you did a lot of the research on this we're gonna go we're gonna do a series on our haunted locations we're gonna start we're gonna do north florida we're gonna do north florida so today's north florida we're gonna do a, a couple of these this this month um Now, Florida, I know that most states have this stuff. Like I've done tours in other states. I've done them here. Um, And I've, you know, we've, we've done the tour tours, but we've we've also just done a location that was considered haunted and had a story behind it. And the the really cool part is that most of these are just a a historical event that happened somewhere. And that led to these stories about a haunted location. Florida is known for its ghosts. Um, We have soldiers here. There were wars fought here, hotel guests, and even railroad and hotel tycoons um, were part of our history with haunted locations um, as in the uh, Henry Flagler, Flagler haunted site in St. Augustine. Oh, Flagler. I yes. love Flagler. We talked about Flagler a mm-hmm. couple of weeks ago yeah. on our college tour. Because well, we're we, going to elaborate. Oh, I can't wait because I don't think they give you that tour when they're Probably not. I imagine that tour. might scare some students away, but. I don't know that I, yeah, I don't know that I want haunted history when I'm touring a school. However, right? I have think. Have ghosts walking through your dorm. <laughs> oh, I could feel it. So we're talking first here about the Pensacola Lighthouse. I love lighthouses. Now, um, I, this is this is a neat story. It was once the location of a dueling couple. Ooh. Uh, many visitors have reported that they agree that it's being haunted. Jeremiah Ingram and his wife, Michaela, were resident keepers of the original lighthouse. And the rumor has it that Michaela murdered her husband oh. in 1840 and took over his duties. <gasps> The current debate is whether the current lighthouse built in 1859 is haunted by her spirit or his. Ooh, intrigue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know that that they did a travel channel thing that they proclaimed that the structure is one of America's most haunted lighthouses. 
Um, and Ghost Hunters also did some stuff there and they featured it um, as a lighthouse on their show. I love it. So you pulled together all of this stuff. I'm just hearing some of these stories. You know, I'm trying not to read ahead because I want to hear what you have to say yeah. about them. And <laughs> I love visiting lighthouses. I think, you know, just climbing a lighthouse is really cool. This but to know be... that there was a murder oh. there and you don't know which ghost it is. Which oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, and dueling. I mean, man, this is one way to get out of getting married to someone, isn't it? <laughs> I do not recommend. <laughs> now, um, Florida, if you've traveled around, especially to uh, the more remote areas, you will find that Florida is riddled with Civil War battlegrounds. And if you've ever been, you've been to Civil War battlegrounds before. And we've talked about this before. Uh, You can often feel, especially when when you really know what the battle was like on that on that battlefield, you sort of feel like that the ghostly presence of whatever happened. It just feels like kind of eerie, just to know you're walking around on the same field where something horrific happened. You know, we talked about that. One of our state parks has a Civil War reenactment. I think it's um, in the winter time right i think it's alusti um yes, State park yes, up up north. and that's also 10, in north florida yeah the i-10 um historic i-10 um episode so uh, of course you always feel ghosts like they're walking around on the battlefield and we're gonna talk today about i can't pronounce this but it's fort barrancas i like that you're the one that has to try to pronounce it this time it's yeah it is not normal. you tend to make fun of me for this i do you can make fun i'll give you two seconds <laughs> okay i'm done okay so that's where the first shot in the Civil War was. <gasps> really? Yeah. Like first, first, like first ever, not just first in Florida? Okay, well, that I don't know. Oh, okay. feel like that's probably something it's, we should uh, well, I'll, uh, investigate. You, I'm sure somebody out there knows what the answer to that you is. You keep but. talking. I'll look. Okay. So um, it overlooks the entrance to Pensacola Bay. So you know you're up in way up in North Florida. Um, the spirits here are said to be Confederate soldiers who died in battle. Perhaps they'd like one of the wool uniform caps sold in the gift shop there. Oh. <laughs> um, they do sell union gifts, gift hats there too, but <laughs> if they're Confederate soldiers, there's no word on any union supporters becoming ghosts there, but it's definitely a haunted area that has been reported by many guests. Well, and I just, I Googled, you know, first shot and it, it, there, one of the news articles even says back off South Carolina, Florida claims the first shot right? of the civil I, war. That's, so that's what they say. So, um, but you know, I feel like with any war, there's always going to be some battle because you can go back to like the American revolution and they'll d- figure out who actually. <laughs> well, and I think that's what's, you know, that's, what's really great about history and that we keep, you think, you know, history, right? You think history doesn't change. But the more we study, the more we uncover and the more we find out. There's lots of reports, too, that are actually documented and filed in cities and towns. And if you just dig a little, you'll find things. Yeah. And sometimes what you think, you know, or just that brief little bit of education you got in high school is definitely not enough to cover the fact that, oh, maybe it wasn't actually up north, north of here. Maybe it was closer to home than we thought. Yep. There you go. Little piece of history for you. You can go there and watch the Confederate soldiers try to buy hats. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so in the northeast corner of Florida is Fort Clinch. That was the site of repeated Civil War skirmishes, and many ghosts are said to roam the ground. Dozens of visitors of this part of Fernandana Beach, which we also talked about. In a couple of our road trip episodes. Yep, yep. 
They've reported a union man who wanders about occasionally tipping his hat to astonished visitors. Oh, dear. <laughs> now, Fort Clinch is another one of those state parks. Yep. Right? I mean, yes. we talked about how many state parks did we have again? Six, a lot. Uh, uh, a lot. Yeah, now I don't remember. <laughs> I, don't, I, I have to look it up, too. <laughs> I'll say a number, and then you can go back and find out if okay. I'm right. Okay. <laughs> sure, sure. Now, this is an episode. We've talked about this location, this city, so many times <laughs> um claremont no oh that's not north florida sorry uh, 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 <laughs> it's definitely not north florida <laughs> that's right geography lesson for tanya today go tanya with the north south <laughs> or central okay so this is about saint augustine oh i mean come on 600 is, years yeah you're gonna have something that's haunted there right this already saint augustine already has the reputation as being the most haunted city in florida i mean being the oldest that makes sense makes i sense. mean the i mean all the areas are old right there's right. always been somebody here before us but now saint augustine is known for their ghost tours so you can go there and take their trolley tours and they are a wealth of information about ghosts in saint augustine on those tours well you talk about the trolley tours i took a walking the tour. walking tours yeah i took a walking tour by the sheriff Ooh. We picked we picked him up downtown somewhere. Was he, he a ghost? He he, he was a I mean he was the the guy the walking tour was based on someone who was the sheriff at the old jail when it was the jail and he told the stories about who the sheriff was and what he did and then he talked about the different haunted locations throughout downtown St. Augustine. Highly recommend a ghost tour when you're in St. Augustine. Yeah, so um I'm trying to open this at the moment, but I'll, I'll skip that for a second and go okay. to the next thing because I can't. Oh, look, now I'm stuck on two. Christina, you know, I get asked all the time how you can support our podcast. Why? Well, you know, it takes a lot of time and effort to do the research, to travel, try out new things, to bring all of this information to our listeners. We also have to put it all together once we've recorded. Yes, we do. We have to write the show notes and upload everything. It takes time. It takes work, but it's, it is work that we enjoy. Yes. It, I mean, this is part of our career, right? Exactly. However, you can support us by supporting us on Patreon. Yes, Patreon is a way for you to become sort of a part of what we do. And, and you can even have a, a name when you support us on Patreon. You can have a name? What yes. kind of name do you get? We have the Florida Tourist, which is someone who supports us at the level where you get a shout out on our episode, on a future episode. That's cool. You have the Snowbird. With the Snowbird, you get the shout out, but you also get exclusive Florida Travel Pod sticker and a postcard. Oh, how fun. And I love that we called it snowbird yeah snowbirds <laughs> they they come over here during winter time and take over our state and now we have the florida man of course He's we do the true at heart florida soul and they get the shout out the sticker but they also get a travel mug once they've been with us for three months nice Yep, it's a fantastic way to support us and say, hey, we'd like for you guys to get an income for what you're doing. Absolutely. It really is. It helps creators all over the world support their business. And you helping us supports our business really does mean the world to us. You can go to patreon.com slash Florida Travel Pod. And Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Pages. Oh, <laughs> I got you. I got you. Um, You want to do that one? Um, are we talking about the lighthouse? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the one of the most legendary haunted sites in St. Augustine happens to be the 160 foot 
tall St. Augustine lighthouse. And so I did not, I've climbed this lighthouse like three different times. I didn't know that it was haunted, but they also had a paranormal investigation out there with ghost hunters and it features an inside look at the landmark at night. I guess that's maybe why I didn't see anything because I wasn't there at night. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it, it could be the superintendent's daughters. Yep. It says that they hear young girls giggling <laughs> in, in the woods at night. Um, and they the occurrence has been linked to a tragic accident that happened in the 1870s. Oh, dear. What was the accident? So let's see. Um, Ooh. I don't The accident. Is it? Oh, the rail car shifted. So they were on their way. They, they were. Fell. Yeah. Yeah. They fell off of the pier and into the cold water. And then. Um, sadly, not everyone made it out alive, and both of the superintendent's daughters and one of her friends drowned. Yeah, and there's also a story of the man, the most blood-curdling presence <sighs> witnessed in the lighthouse is the man Ooh. spotted in the basement of what used to be the lightkeeper's house. The shadow figure is known for making the room smell like cigar smoke and flooding visitors with feelings of foreboding. <sighs> I, you Have you ever gotten that feeling? Yes, especially, I mean, I've felt it most on battlefields, really, to okay. be honest. But Yeah, I, it's that feeling where you know that that chill goes down your spine or you just feel the air pressure in the room changing. And I mean, it's scary, but it's also something you don't feel every day. So you kind of know you're in the presence of something. Now, this guy, um, some believe that it's the ghost of William Russell, who was the lighthouse keeper in the 1850s. And he was known for being very passionate and protective. Um, and they believe that he's just trying to look after his home. Oh, even well. if it means sacrificing a few visitors. Oh, dear. <laughs> but, but please visit the lighthouse. Don't take that as a warning not to go. <laughs> hey, I mean, look, I'm probably the most scaredy cat person ever. And I've I've seen in these places. Yes. So. Yes, she is. She tells us that she doesn't like all of these things. I like the stories behind them. OK, now this one's kind of cool, too. Of course, I'm still waiting for it to open. I should open these beforehand. <laughs> the Huguenot Cemetery. OK, well, while you're opening it, can you tell me what Huguenots are? Now, do you know? I, well, you know, thank you, Wikipedia and the dictionary. Yes, I do. They are the religious group of French Protestants who, um, you know, so they were Protestant mainly. And when they were in St. Augustine, they could not be buried in the Catholic cemeteries. Oh, yes. That's in this. Um, I didn't realize that that was what they were called, Huguenots. Yeah. And I think it's just because of uh, the French background. They held to the Reformed or Calvinist tradition of Protestantism. Mm -hmm. So you can't just call them Protestants. They are the Huguenots. So in this haunted cemetery, um, it was built during the yellow fever epidemic. There was 436 interments. Um, one man's teeth, they were stolen from his grave. Oh, dear. Why? So, why? why so people, there's a why? ghost running around with no teeth in the cemetery. Why on earth do you want someone else's teeth for? Maybe there was a problem with oh, the dentists at the time. They didn't goodness. have... That. So he um, was... Uh, Famous for dentition, he was a, a dentist. It was John Stickney. So, wait, so he was a dentist yeah. and he has no teeth? Yeah. So was it payback? It, well, he it was his... <laughs> travelers describe him as the shadowy apparition of a man in a black hat. He scours the cemetery in continuous search. Some say he's looking for his pearly whites. Others say oh. he's on the hunt for the man that stole them. So maybe oh. there was some sort of a skirmish, like bad dentistry work or something. <laughs> man. 
That is such an interesting. He was a mass. Oh, no. John Stickney was a staunch Massachusetts attorney that moved to St. Augustine. Okay. Yeah. It says dentist, dentition, famous for his dentition. Okay. Well, I, yeah. I mean, but if he's looking for his pearly whites, it's definitely, he's looking for teeth. Um, Seriously. So (laughs) he was, he fell ill and he was advised to postpone his travel, but he refused. After all, he was the widower, widower of a brood of children to oversee. So um, he left for the nation's capital because he became a, um, a district attorney. Okay. And, um, he was found dead in his room five days later, killed by complications from typhoid. Oh. His body was returned to St. Augustine. Uh, they resumed, resumed, exhumed his body and re- relocated him. Okay. Yeah. I love cemeteries. I think they're, I mean, when you're talking about, yes, they're haunted or they may be haunted, even if they're not haunted, there's that beautiful old history. And this is one of those cemeteries that has the, you know, Spanish moss draping over the trees, the ancient tombstones that are discolored. I love trying to read their inscriptions on their headstones. Uh, Yes, it is so neat. Just the history there. Now, I... I think this is definitely one of those that you visit, even if you're not looking for ghosts, you can learn a lot of the history right here in the Huguenot Cemetery. People, people, (laughs) our producer just told us that people are dying to get into the cemeteries. Oh, Larry. (laughs) There's there's our pun for you in this episode. (laughs) So, so there's also a ghost of a 14 year old girl there. She's unidentified because she was believed to have died from exposure to yellow fever and her body was left outside of the city gates and no one claimed her. So it's, um, there's a bewildered, she's considered a bewildered specter in the cemetery. Poor things lost. Uh huh. So next we have St. Francis Inn. I love this place. It is. It literally looks like uh, you could just see horses and carriages walking. We talked about this ep- this we, on the St. Augustine episode. We did. On our episode where we talked about where to stay in St. Augustine, mm-hmm. this is one of those which is, um, by the way, back on episode 12. This is one of the oldest inns, not just in St. Augustine, but I think it's considered one of America's oldest inns. Well, it definitely has a haunted history. Okay. What makes St. Francis Inn haunted? In the 19th century, tragedy struck the bed and breakfast. The innkeeper's son committed suicide in one of the building's bedrooms. He had been separated from his sweetheart, unable to continue as her secret suitor. Uh Uh-oh. Ooh, a secret suitor. So Mm -hmm. this is what I'm reading, a forbidden affair. Curiously, the sun isn't the property's poltergeist. It's Lily, oh, his lover. Oh, Lily. Mm-hmm. Poor yeah, thing. Forbidden affair. The ghost of Lily haunts the bedroom today. She's often seen in a pale dress, causing some to call her the lady in white. Oh, I like it. I mean, that's kind of a sweet story, right? It or is at least. a sweet one. And this is, it, it is one of those gorgeous, uh, we talked about the fact that it's that it's white, um, whitewashed walls and the old wooden um, shutters and balconies. It's just a beautiful, beautiful place. Definitely check check out the St. Francis Inn. Yes, yes. It's a, and it's such a neat story, I think, the, the romance behind it. Look, we got like romance and ghostly stories. <laughs> yes, ghosts are not all scary. Okay, so we've talked about Civil War soldiers, so let's get back to more soldier hauntings because we got to 
balance it out. Can't have too much mushy romance going on. (laughs) Not when we're talking haunted, right? The Castillo de San Marcos. Can you believe it? The fort is haunted. What? What's that place called, Christina? Castillo de San Marcos. Oh, yes. That's that place that you keep just calling to as the fort. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So um, obviously the it's the fort. It was it was involved in um, you know in the war. So there's some uh, stories of of soldiers involved in ghostly tales in um, Castillo de San Marcos. Love that place. Okay, so Love the history behind the Castillo de San Marcos. Um, it's it's made of coquina. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> tell me, tell me what makes it haunted. It has a dark history. As a prison for Native Americans, um, one of which was beheaded as a souvenir. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. again, really? Yeah. Really, people? I know. And you know what's what's stranger is we say the stories and I'm like, dang, like it doesn't seem real until you say it out loud. Yes. Um, Osceola was a Native American leader and a member of the Seminole tribe, a cunning chief. He managed to avoid capture by the military during the Second Seminole War until 1837 when he was tricked into custody with a false truce and transported to Castillo de San Marcos along with 200 of his men. Wow. The chief had been in poor health before his capture and was suffering from chronic malaria, tonsillitis, and abscesses. Once incarcerated, prominent physician Dr. Whedon was called to treat him, um, and the two became close. But not long after, Osceola and, and several other Seminoles were transferred to Fort Moultrie in South Carolina and became somewhat a celebrity um, let's see. Hold on. I got to find the, the death part. Okay. Um, well, the, the doctor, I found it. It's the doctor did go, um, to South Carolina mm-hmm. and visit and treat him until his death. And then he took a souvenir yes. of Osceola. That's, Do you want to read what that was? No, you can read that. Okay. Well, so. I already said he got lost his head. So. The doctor decided to honor his friend by severing his head and keeping it as a memento. Yeah, that's one way to say Tanya, you and I are really close. Oh, like, oh, Christina, I love you, but I really don't want your head on my shelf. I was thinking more yours, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we I are always see where this friendship is going to go. <laughs> uh, so... Um, we, you mentioned Flagler College when we talked about college tours, we've mentioned it when we talked about St. Augustine, Flagler College is on our list of haunted places. Henry yes. Flagler, you the know, railroad tycoon, the railroad tycoon. He, um, originally the Flagler hotel, um, Henry Flagler, that was his hotel. Right. It was, so, well, it was the Ponce right. de Leon hotel. Right. Well, he, but at this point, this was, this became his hotel. It, well, he's the one that built the Ponce de Leon hotel. Right. Well, it became, it became known as the Flagler Hotel. Yes. He died in January of 1913 in Palm Beach after falling inside of his home. Flagler's body was laid in a state at the hotel's rotunda because it, so, it was such an important place to him. When it came time for him to be carried out, all the doors slammed shut. Although his body was buried at a nearby mausoleum, many believe Flagler's spirit remained at the Ponce de Leon. Another version of the story claims that Flagler was trapped in the rotunda. It's not uncommon for hotel owners and founders to stay or visit their cherished properties, perhaps to keep an eye on things. I have heard this story, and I've also heard you can see his likeness in one of the tiles. Oh, I heard that too. That it wasn't there before. 
but it was thereafter. So he's making the sure rotunda. yes that we are um, looking after that hotel so that he his memory will live on in a good and way. And so if you see people visiting Flagler College and looking on the floor for tiles, tiles. that would be why they're. That's looking. why I heard it because they say that you'll walk in the in there in the rotunda and people are looking. Yes, and they are open to visitors now too. By the way, Flagler College. Yes. Okay. So there you go. That's a lot of haunted locations to visit all over North Florida. And with lots of different stories from romance to soldiers and war. And to railroad tycoons. Suicide and beheadings. <laughs> so weird. So weird. <laughs> I love haunted history just because it is so weird. Mm-hmm. However, maybe we switch gears and talk about our featured Florida travel product of the week. It's a good one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Each week, we're going to share our favorite Florida products from small businesses throughout the state. And this week's featured product is Florida Oil and Vinegar. Located in Venice, Florida, they offer their customers the finest qualities of olive oils, balsamic vinegars, stuffed olives, sauces, salsas, sea salts, pestos. That was hard to say. Olive beauty products. That's really cool. Uh, They do have a product called Ghostly Hot Sauce. Yes. Perfect. (laughs) Perfect for this. You can find them at uh, Florida Olive. You can find them at the Florida Oil and Vinegar.com. Yes. So stay tuned to the end of this episode to see where we're going next week. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Florida Travel Pod or FloridaTravelPod.com, where we'll be sharing all of our most recent travels. Have you experienced something we haven't talked about? You can comment with your favorite tips or ideas or anything that we may have talked about that you want to elaborate on, but feel free to comment, message us. There's got to be a lot of haunted stories out there, right? I'm sure there are haunted stories, and we've barely nicked the surface. Oh, so. no kidding. Reach out um, on email. Tell us more stories. Uh, we love hearing from you at hello at travelpod.com. FloridaTravelPod.com. What did I say? Just I did travel that again. Pod. Dang it. <laughs> I did that last time. You can support us so that Christina can read better. We'll get her some new glasses. I need new glasses. <laughs> if you leave a review on our on your favorite podcast player, this does help others discover our content. Or you can just go to patreon.com slash Florida Travel Pod and support us with monthly contributions. We're, we're going to send you shout outs, postcards, whatever you want. You we name it. We even have Tell tank us. tops. Oh, we do have tank tops. I'm wearing we're, one today. Yes, you are. However you support us, it really does help us provide Christina with glasses <laughs> or dedicate more time to research. Travel insurance to get Tanya home. <laughs> right. All of these things. It helps us provide you with the best content from the Sunshine State. So we sit here uh, for free providing you all this content. We definitely appreciate your support. Next week, what are we talking about? Ooh, more haunted locations. More haunted locations. Who knew? But that is it for this week. I'm Tanya. I'm Christina. Stay sunny, everyone. Now all you have to say is... Alexa, play Collage Travel Radio on TuneIn. What was that? Alexa, play Collage Travel Radio on TuneIn. Really? Now Collage Travel Radio expands our reach to TuneIn's 30 million U.S.-based listeners via TuneIn's app. Wow! Plus 200 connected devices and auto partners, which include Tesla, Volvo, Sonos, Amazon, Samsung, and others. This is Collage Travel Radio.